Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Yes, indeed. Thank you once again, J.M. D.C. Lundberg here with you, the Locked On Podcast Network's king of the road, back out on the road, continuing the Locked On party in the panhandle today in Dalton Gardens, Idaho. Yes, Dalton Gardens, ladies and gentlemen. You can find Locked On Mariners on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Download, rate, and subscribe to, to not only this program, but every single program here on the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN, or TLOPN. You can also ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any of the other programs here on TLOPN. Follow this program on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me on Twitter as well at DC underscore Lundberg, which is L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G, if you are scoring at home. Today is uh, part two of what we began yesterday, a what-if scenario involving the 1995 Mariners. What if they won the division outright instead of having to play that one-game playoff against the California Angels? Yesterday, we reversed a 2-0 Mariners loss on September 27th to a 2-0 Mariners win. And we did that by basically changing the first at-bat of the game from Tony Phillips so the, so the Angels don't score, and then kind of changing the second inning and the sixth inning around just a tad for the Mariners. Maybe a ball sneaks into the outfield here. Maybe, you know, somebody boots a ball there. And so we spotted the Mariners two runs because they did have some runners on base at that time. So it's not inconceivable that if just a couple of things had happened differently, then that would have been a 2 nothing win. So now, instead of Randy Johnson pitching the one-game playoff against California to decide the division, which he did in real life after the regular season had ended, he is now starting Game 1 of the division series against the New York Yankees instead of Chris Basio. In real life, Basio went 5-2 and thirds innings in his start, but you have to figure that the big unit would have gone longer since he pitched a complete game against California in the playoff to decide the Western Division. In his Game 3 start, he pitched 7. So let's give the unit seven innings in our make-believe Game 1. He gave up two runs in those seven innings in Game 3, so we'll say that he gives up the same thing in our make-believe Game 1. Two runs. The Mariners' offense scored six against David Cohn and John Wetland. The Mariners' bullpen was pretty ineffective, particularly Bobby Ayala, who gave up three runs. Bob Wells gave up one as well, so those four bullpen runs added to the two runs that we have said that the unit gives up results in an extra inning game. The Mariners were four and six in extra innings in 1995, and remember that game two went 15 innings. And since the Yankees were at home, I have to think this game may have wound up being a loss. But for the sake of argument and for the sake of filling this show, let's say Randy Johnson spins a gem and shuts the Yankees down, and then Bobby Ayala doesn't pitch. So the Mariners now have a game one victory mostly for the sake of this show lasting longer than three minutes. But in any case, we're going to move on to Game 2. That would have been Chris Basio's turn versus Andy Pettit. Basio's Game 1 line was similar to Andy Bennis's Game 2 line. So we'll seed the Yankees a win here. Tie series going back to Seattle after an off day. In this alternate universe, we've got Andy Bennis facing Jack McDowell. 
Bennis gave up three runs in five innings in his real Game 2 start, so we'll simply move that pitching line to our make-believe Game 3. Jack McDowell gave up five runs in five and a third, and Steve Howe and Sterling Hitchcock each gave up a run apiece. On the M's side, Bill Risley gave up two. So if you have been following along, this is a 6-5 Mariners victory in Game 3 and a 2-0 series lead. The Mariners were going with a three-man rotation for the most part, but let's say that Tim Belcher searched this game. He had pitched in relief in Game 2, the 15-inning game. Randy Johnson is waiting in the wings for a possible Game 5 or Game 1 of the American League Championship Series. The real Game 4 starter, Chris Basio, wasn't effective. But let's say Belcher pitches okay. He doesn't need to be brilliant, but we'll look at his 1995 numbers and come up with an average start. An average start for him that year was about 6.4 innings, so we'll say he pitches six and a third innings here. In those six and a third, he would give up about seven hits, three walks, three strikeouts, and about three earned runs. So that's his fictitious line for our alternate universe game four. That is much better than the actual starter, Chris Basio. Plus, this is the game in which Edgar had seven RBI, including his grand salami. So in this what-if scenario, the Mariners have won the division series in four games rather than five, and Randy Johnson gets to pitch game one of the American League Championship Series against the Cleveland Indians, which we will get to momentarily. But first, the Mariners trivia question. As soon as I find it on these pages. Here we go. Mariners trivia question. Yesterday, I asked about the tallest players on the 1995 Mariners. Today, the shortest. There were two players on the roster who were both listed at five foot seven. Who were they? I'm sure one of them is very easily guessed. But while you ponder who the other might be, ponder this message from Bilt Bar. Yesterday, I told you a little bit about Built Bar, the newest sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you are one who eats protein bars either after a weightlifting regimen or maybe just as a healthy snack, give Built Bar a try. They taste better than any protein bar I've tried, and I've tried a few in my day. They're not chalky, they're not gritty, and they don't have that weird protein aftertaste. They're as close to a candy bar as a healthy protein bar can get. They've got a variety of flavors, and I haven't finished the whole sample box yet, but every single one that I've tried has been good. And I do not eat what I do not like. And these have made wonderful between-meal snacks for me. I have the remaining here with me today as I record on the road. They're low-sugar, low-calorie, and they pack a whopping 15 or more grams of protein per bar, depending on the flavor. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the code Locked On to get $10 off your first order. You can even put together a custom box of the flavors you like best. BuiltBar.com to order these great protein bars for an after-work protein boost, a between-meal snack, or breakfast on the go. Mariners trivia question. The two 5-foot, 7-inch players on the 1995 Seattle Mariners. I'm sure you guessed Joey Cora. I'm sure you knew that one right off the bat. The other was backup outfielder Warren Newson. More Locked On Mariners party in the panhandle from Dalton Gardens, Idaho, right after a word from Postmates. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you are the type who starts thinking about what to eat for dinner while you are eating lunch, my goodness, you'll love Postmates. They deliver food from just about any restaurant you can think of right to your door. Simple as that. But Postmates just doesn't deliver burgers, sushi, chicken, whatever you may be craving. They can make your life easier with grocery delivery and whichever delivery you can think of. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. You won't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Especially during this lockdown when we're all supposed to be staying at home, Postmates is perfect. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKED. On. That's promo code locked on for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it. Postmate it. Now back to Locked On Mariners and your host, D.C. Lundberg. Joey Martin, also known as JM. Thank you once again for leading us back into the second half of Locked On Mariners. Party in the Panhandle continuing today from Dalton Gardens, Idaho, talking about 1995 Mariners. Kind of what if, you know, what would have happened if Randy Johnson had been able to start game one of the division series, you know, if the Mariners had won the division outright rather than having to go to that exciting one-game playoff in California. That's the downside. We would lose the everybody scores play, but we have a four-game series in the champ in the division series rather than a five-game series. And we've got Randy Johnson pitching game one against the Cleveland Indians in the American League Championship Series. This is where it starts to get a little bizarre, though. Instead of a gutsy performance by Bobby Walcott in Game 1, we have Randy Johnson. Let's assume he does as well or better than Walcott, so the M's will win Game 1, which they also did in real life. Now, Bob Walcott will start Game 2 instead of real-life starter Tim Belcher. Even if Walcott pitches as well in the make-believe Game 2 as he did in the real Game 1, the Mariners probably still lose, since Oral Hershiser was brilliant. So, in our alternate universe, it's still a 1-1 to series tie, as it was in reality. Game 3 was started in real life by Randy Johnson, but in our alternate universe, we already used him in Game 1. So, we're going to go with Game 2 starter Tim Belcher for our alternate Game 3. We'll move his pitching line from reality Game 2 to make-believe Game 3. Five and two-thirds innings, four runs. Charles Nagy for the Indians was very good in reality game three. So this actually goes from an 11-inning Mariners win to a nine-inning Mariners loss. The Indians now lead the series 2-1 to one going into game four. Big unit back on the mound. Again, we'll simply shift his pitching line from reality game three to make-believe game four. Eight innings, two runs, only one earned. Just for giggles, let's only count the earned run. Well, I've got some bad news. The M's were shut out this day. But looking at the batter-by-batter account of this game on baseball reference, the M's had scoring opportunities. I won't delve into specifics like I did yesterday, talking about the September 27th game, but let's say that they managed to cash in at least two of these runs. So now we have a 2-1 Mariners victory, maybe a 3-1 Mariners victory, and a 2-2 series tie. In Game 5, we've got Andy Bennis starting, 
since he started the real Game 4, but he was not good. The Mariners only scored two runs in the real Game 5. Again, Oral Hershiser was very good, and the M's were only able to scatter five hits. So going into Game 6, in our What If series, the Indians lead the series 3-2, to two, just as they did in real life. But in our series, Randy Johnson isn't available to pitch Game 6. Not that it matters, because the Mariners were shut out and really didn't look very good, only scattering four hits. So no matter who the M's threw out there, they were going to lose. So the end result in this make-believe series is exactly the same as the real one. A 4-2 ALCS loss to the Indians. Worse yet, we are deprived of the double, which occurred in real-life Game 5 of the Division Series, which in our alternate universe was never played. Honestly, guys, ultimately the Indians had a better team. Their offense was spectacular. Maybe not as spectacular as the Mariners, but it was certainly close. And their pitching was certainly superior. And if by some weird twist of fate the M's did make the World Series, they would have had to face the Atlanta Braves, who also had a very good offense, though not as powerful as Cleveland's or Seattle. On the other hand, they had three future Hall of Fame starters in their rotation, and their bullpen was also very good. I'm sorry, but as special as this 1995 Mariners team was, there was no way that they were getting past Atlanta in the World Series, and really no way they were going to beat Cleveland either. Both teams' pitching was just too good, and in the postseason, pitching and defense is what wins. Tomorrow, I will be joined by John Miller to speak about this uh, what-if scenario and maybe some other smaller what-if scenarios as well from another location in Idaho. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to Locked on Mariners on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me on Twitter as well at DC underscore Lundberg. And join us tomorrow as we wrap up the Mariners What If series from a city in Idaho yet to be determined. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. This is Joey Martin. Join us tomorrow for the next edition of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Fantasy Baseball upon the conclusion of this program.